As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Taylor. Did you hear? Marvin Dog Media has a Patreon page. That's awesome. What's that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Patreon is a way for our listeners to help us continue producing the shows we like to record that they like to listen to. That's that's what I thought. But just for the people who don't know, how does that work? Well, it's actually pretty simple. You go to patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media and you can pledge as little as a dollar a month. All the proceeds go towards expenses like web hosting, bandwidth, equipment, you know, all the stuff that we need to keep talking toys on a weekly basis. On the first of the month, you get charged whatever you pledged, and it comes to us to help us keep the lights on. Sweet! Do patrons get anything in return? Of course! We're not in nothing for something mode here. Every pledge level has rewards. Starting at two bucks a month, they'll get access to bonus shows along with a mention in the show notes each week. The rewards increase from there all the way up to a co-hosting gig on a show of their choice and artwork by you. Nice. I knew I was going to end up drawing something at some point. I can't wait. Me either. So now everyone knows where to go, and if they forget, they can just check the show notes, the website, or the Facebook page. And if they still can't find it, they can just email us and we'll show them how. Patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media. Helping Taylor and Jeff to keep talking toys. Welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello, and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeff, and that's Thanos in the background you might be able to hear. He is uh, hyper-wheelie tonight. Two two days straight, I change his food. (laughs) I give him sunflower seeds, and he's gone crazy. It's like catnip for mice. (laughs) I mean, he is, like, like one, one night I was sitting there, and I was like, is it raining outside? What is that noise? And I happened to get up, and I'm like, it's him running on his wheel. But he ran 10 minutes straight without stopping. It's like sunflower seeds are like crank for him. That's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are here. This is a very special episode. This is a kind of episode we used to do all the time. We've kind of gotten away from it just for sanity's sake. But we're going to start doing these (laughs) a little more often. But this is a a top five list uh, in honor of one of our uh, Patreon supporters, Dario Lorenzetto. He uh, is is one of our uh, our supporters that uh, had earned a top five appearance, and he said, "You know what? I just like listening to you guys talk. So 
if I just send you a top five topic, would you do that? I said, sure, and send us your top five list, and I'll just read that out with ours. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this is this is for him and uh, Dario. Also, uh, hit us up on Facebook today. We're recording this uh, middle of July. Uh, he owns a a toy store, and he just sold a dragonflies toy. How did he word it? Hang on one second. <laughs> let me find it. Well, two hours ago, I just sold one dragonflies figure. I was two hundred percent sure that my grand grand grandson would have trashed it. So you guys definitely drive the market. <laughs> so we have proof that this show. Is affecting the toy, the the the, uh, the vintage toy market. So that's great, and uh, <laughs> so so this is for you, Dario. Thank you for your support, and uh, we hope you enjoy this one. Uh, the what he wanted us to talk about was our uh, top five underrated toy lines, mm-hmm. and he sent me his. And and uh, folks, before we start, you know you know we have a tendency on this show to have a tie or two. For every top five list we do, Taylor apparently has lost his damn mind. He goes, so I have 10 toys. I have an honorable mention for each one of mine. And I said, no, I said, no, I've got this has got to stop. I've got to put my foot down. You can have one, maybe two ties. And then you can list the rest at the end with your honorable mentions. And he goes, but but they're all kind of tied together. I said, well, you should have thought about that when you were whittling your list down. So apparently it's been far too long since we've done one of these because Taylor's just forgotten how it works. Well... But before we get into all of that, we'd like to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters, including Steve Bichu, Laird Henderson, Dario Lorenzetto, Oliver Sanders, Wade Burton, Heather Gentili, Seth Solaji, Pamela Johnston, Christopher Sheets, Jared Hart, Joshua A. Taylor, and Mr. Matt Moore. Thank you so much. We literally could not do this without you. Thank you. I I, I I do have one one honorable mention, and I will have to. I'll have to. The tie will have to be when I give the actual toy, but I'll do my honorable mentions at the end, like you said. Because Dario has reason, a couple as well. The reason why is because these toys, I don't feel like they should go completely lost. You know, they're they're still good toy lines. It's just that's why you pick five. The five most underrated. Six through ten are really not that underrated now, are they? Sometimes they can't be. There's a lot of toys out there, Jeff. There are a lot of toys, and a lot of them are underrated. Not A lot of them that you think are underrated are really rated just about right, I would imagine. We'll you mean like out. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? No, we'll, we'll, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's not free talk. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to... Uh, we'll, we'll start in a second. So, so, as always, we didn't really... You and I didn't talk about what parameters we put on our list because I always think it's interesting the, the way your mind works versus the way my mind actually works. Um, mm-hmm. And I put air quotes around works when I was talking about your mind. Uh, so <laughs> I'll tell you what I did with my list. What I did, my list is uh, from five to one in order of how underrated the line is. In other words, the the one at the at the at number five on my list is underrated, but it's might it's still fairly well thought of. It's just not thought of as well as I think it should be. Whereas number one mm-hmm. is so underrated that it's barely talked about at all, and it really should be on everybody's list of some of the greatest toys ever. So I, I, ah, I sort of put them in order of just how obscure and underrated I think they are. What about you? Did you have anything like that? No, I, I didn't. Um I actually just kind of picked based off of the the ones I really liked and and the ones that 
I guess like a lot of these toys that I have on my list are still pretty. I mean, they they can become expensive because people who have them and and really love them and know what they are like cherish them and they, they if they're selling them they're selling them for a high price. But they're just things that a lot of people don't don't really know about. I guess on the generalized market. And so There's I, I kind of unheralded versus underrated. Right. So mine's kind of like some of these are going to be things that a lot of people might not have ever heard of. If they heard of them, they, they might have, you know, they, they might've seen them in the past or even played with them and never even known it. But they're, they're kind of underrated because they're never really mentioned. They're never really thought of, I should say. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'll buy that. And I, so, I, I did it kind of based off of, um, kind of, kind of off of playability. That makes so, sense. Uh, from five to one, the most playable is number one. Right. Okay. Well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll start our top five list and, uh, I'll let you go first. Then I'll give, I'll give my number five and then I'll, I'll read Dario's list last so his number five will be last and we'll do your four my four then his four so that uh, we give him the uh the prime spot yeah and, okay. I, and i love this idea when he told me that's what he wanted i thought it's a great idea yeah and uh i you know what it's a good thing we don't have chris sheets on this show because he, you think you've got toy lines that nobody's ever heard of he's gonna have some stuff out of left field that i swear he probably made up so i'll be i'll be interested <laughs> to hear what he what he thinks about it when he when he listens I have a feeling on a few of these, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I totally had one of those, too. Right. <laughs> Imagine so. So so we'll start with you. So what is your number five uh, top underrated toy line? So my number five top underrated toy line is actually Computer Warriors. Okay. Um, they, they're usually not mentioned a lot. I mean, they're expensive. Like, when you go out and you, you want to find them, they... They're hard to track down. Um, it's funny the the toys that are not in demand are also hard to find. So yeah, it's like they're not popular, but they're still expensive, which is weird. Yeah, but yeah. And the thing is, is that like the toys themselves are really well made. They're they're great toys. They're they're underrated because they do have quite a bit of playability. Well, for what what they have, you know, like for the what they did within their line. Um, and they're fun, they're entertaining. However, it did ding some points because you had things like a soccer trophy that transforms into a tank. Well, after it's a tank, it's still a soccer trophy. You know, that's kind of hard to play outside of that realm. And it's it's really built into a realm where it's dealt with your physical space. So they're they're kind of a victim of size in that you have a Coke can that's normal size. Well, if it's sized to this Coke can then that means anything else that it has has to be based off the world around you. So it's it, it doesn't like lend a lot of hand for you to go and kind of play with them as like space toys as well, because the transforming means of a lot of these toys don't they don't really um, exceed its imaginative spot where it's at. So it's kind of set in the real world as a computer type of virus that's taken over an inanimate object instead of just anything right yeah i get that and i i i think that's i think number five is a good spot for that but i think that's a very good choice uh, yeah that is a cool toy line but again some of you know some some questionable choices with that line but the uh, the overall concept behind it was pretty interesting um 
Yeah. My number my number five is one that uh, I, I get, again is, is fairly well regarded, uh, and it's one of my favorites. But uh, it was just so short lived. It's mine is the Centurions. Uh, from Kenner, mm. and everybody knows the Centurions, and everybody, you talk to anybody who knows the Centurions, and if you remind them about it, everybody loves it. But yeah. nobody ever really thinks about it, because it was such a small line. And part of it was because the toys were so big, they were a little little cost prohibitive for, for you know, most kids to collect, and so uh, it, it just didn't ever really catch on as much as it, it should have, really. And I always wonder if they had made them in a smaller scale, like, you know, I've got that three and three quarter inch uh, Max Ray that I found at the 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 GI Joe action figure show several years ago, but I've yeah, never the, seen one before or since. It was like it was a part of a I think a flashlight, so it was kind of a weird scale because it, yeah, was, it was it was bizarre. it was not like the main toy line, but another part of it that happened to yeah. be more of a a tool or like a secondary market item. Yeah, who yeah who knows I don't know, but but I, <laughs> but I, everybody loves Centurions because you know they're modular, they're all sorts of stuff stuff to do with it. And and if you talk to anybody, when you say Centurions, a lot of times they're like, that sounds familiar. And then if you remind them, oh, yeah, I love those. There was the blue guy, the green guy, and the yellow guy. Right. Yeah. And then there, were the, there was the, the red bad guy and the blue bad guy, and you could split them apart. Yeah, yeah, they remember it. That yeah, was one the of the first bad... shows we recorded. Yeah. And the red so, bad guy uh, is one of my favorite designs. So Yeah. It, it's a great. Cool design. And so, of course, it's one that's sort of near and dear to both of our hearts. But, and, and again, I, I feel like it is fairly well regarded, but it's sort of unheralded. People don't even think about it. So uh, that's why the Centurions are my number five. Um, that's a good choice. I, I thank you. I thought so as well. And for <laughs> uh, Dario, his number five, and I, I'm, I, was, I, I purposely went through his list so that I didn't, uh, didn't uh, repeat any of them. And I was so mad at, that this one was on his list because I would have put it on mine. Uh, his number five is Galoob's Black Star. Yeah. And he says, it is a popular toy line, but it's not as popular as it should be. Just compare the success of Masters of the Universe to these, both back in the 80s and nowadays. And, and he's right, and that's sort of what I was keying in on with mine, is, you know, how, how popular are these versus how popular should they be? And Black Star absolutely deserves to be on this list, because, you know, we talked about it when we re- when we recorded the show about it. It was sort of the precursor to Masters of the Universe. And yep, it really was. Uh, for that, the box art alone, it should it's be beautiful. on this list. It's absolutely en- beautiful. I ended up picking up a couple of um, of the the bad guys, Tonga and um, oh goodness, can't remember the 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 other guy's name. That he looks kind of like the swamp swamp creature, but they the second wave run where they have like the the sparker in their chest. Oh yeah. And so I I actually found Flint and found a way to open those up. And put Flint back in them, so I have Tonga sparking again, and the other guy. I'm trying to find a little black piece to fit in the, the bottom to get him set, but I just forgot how much fun they were, and so I have them setting up next with my He-Man toys because they're they're they kind of go in with them. They're they're in the same scale. They're just their legs yeah. aren't bowed, so yeah, they're taller, but they're but they really yeah. are kind of pretty much in the same scale. Yep. And so detailed and very colorful. Like, I, I like them a lot. Yeah, I do too. So that, that was a great choice on that one, Dario. Uh, what about your number four? Uh, my number four is, now, when I say micro machines, I, I don't want you to think the little cars. This is, back in the, the 90s, there was a whole grouping of these. And what it was, it was Gloob's Micro Machines Space Run. But it was a particular line that they had called Galaxy Voyagers. Never heard now of it. with, oh, they're phenomenal. So, 
within this, you had about 10 collections of vehicles. So each one having three vehicles each in their line. And then they had about three tiny playsets. An alien world, a um, it's like a, a mining facility, and then one was like an alpha base. And they were like little tiny, very generic, generic kind of 50s, 90s science fiction style jets, tanks, and uh, crawlers. And they were just so well done that there are days that I think back to um, to when I was hanging out with my friend Steven, and I had gotten him some of these packs for his birthday. And he didn't care quite as much for them, but I remember asking him if I could just take them with me because I loved them more than he did. But they were just they, – they were crazy, fun little vehicles. Some of the vehicles, like the ships – actually had little like pull down uh landing gear that would go and like the tanks had free rolling wheels some of them had like moving turrets and they were just so well made and so well designed that that it was one of those that didn't have to be associated with star wars or star trek which you know was another run of their space line but it was just generic and fun and what made it really fun was the fact that it was so generic. So it could be anything you wanted it to be. Right. Yeah. And, I've never heard of that one. Oh, they're great. They're great. They are kind of expensive though. When you go looking for them. Yeah. Because they're, they're not in demand, but they probably weren't produced in as high numbers either for that very reason. Uh, not really. No, no, but yeah, that's, that's my, my number four. Cool. So it's it's an established line, but it's a it's a subset of that line that didn't get a lot of love. I like that. Yeah. Good good call. Right, well, my number four is uh, is a toy line that gets a gets a lot of gets a lot of crap thrown at it, and the the hate is not earned. That's what I have in my notes here. And uh, it, it is one of my favorite toy lines. One we have yet to discuss on the show, which is, and I'm still not sure why, but uh, it is Tonka's GoBots. And I'm oh, yeah. what he says. I know that everybody says, oh, they're like the Kmart Transformers. You know what? That's where I got them was Kmart. Because when you're a kid, Transformers are expensive, but GoBots are cheap. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I think their names are fun. Because you had Psykill. You had Copter. Uh, there was, a, there was a, a Harrier jet called Royal T. Royal T. Get it? Yeah. So. I, I, I had some, some friends that had... Um, that had some of these, and there was the the big. What was it? The big vehicle that was like the the ad at that that could. Yeah, it was, like their, it was their command center. Yeah, he had that command center, and I remember playing with that thing all the time. He had that, and I know he had. Um, oh goodness, it was. Uh, I think it was Psykill. And I had I had one that was like a it was a car, that had the whole like a uh, car head on it when you when you turned around i can't remember what he was but he was like a futuristic car that was like black with red and some silver on him i don't remember that one i can't remember oh but yeah they 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 were great they were and they were smaller so you could carry them like in your pocket you know and, and again they were inexpensive so you could you could buy them you know regularly and you could get several at a time if you wanted to yep i remember one of my friends had night ranger which was the um uh, that was the cop motorcycle. Um, ooh, I'm I'm looking at them right here, and like a lot of these are bringing back some memories because I remember quite a bit of these. Yeah, I had I had a few of them. I had turbo. I had scooter. I, I had a ton of them. I even had the command center at one point. 
Oh, I had, man. I had Zod. I had Zod, the uh, little the, the dragon-looking robot. Um, and so they, they were. They were a lot of fun, uh, even if they did have some unfortunately named ones like Screwhead, which is on my WTF wall. Because <laughs> he's got a screw for a head. But I love the GoBots, and nobody's going to tell me that they're not awesome. They, they are fun. But, they are, they have I, but a, I think they are criminally underrated. Didn't they have a... Um, they had a, a TV show for a while, too, didn't they? Yeah. Or a movie? Yeah, I, yeah. No, they had, a, they had There was a miniseries, and then there was an ongoing show for a little while. I had the miniseries on DVD, the, the uh, Challenge of the GoBots. Okay. I bought from it's, uh, Warner Archive several years ago. It's interesting because a lot of the, the late end of the vehicles, like some of the creature vehicles, they start to remind me more of, like, Star Years than anything else. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So, that's my number wow. four. Uh, Dario's right. number four is another one that we've discussed on the show and uh, is near and dear to your heart. It's uh, it's Hasbro's Cops and Crooks. Yeah. And he says, I love the cartoon. I didn't even know the toys existed back then. I don't think they were available in Europe because the cartoon here in Italy aired in the early 90s. I think they are very underrated nowadays. So, so again, in Europe, this is you know didn't get they maybe didn't get as much distribution there, but the cartoon did, and yeah. so he's he's a big fan of that. And uh, you know you can watch cops. I, there's an app called Tubi, T U B I, that you can download for I'm, I'm assuming for your Roku and also for Apple TV. It's mm-hmm. free. It's kind of like Crackle. I, I just downloaded it today, and uh, to cops watch. And Crooks uh, is on there. Yeah, I just downloaded it today to watch uh, uh, Ultraman Leo. Yeah. Because I hadn't and, uh, seen that in forever. There's a, there's a ton of old cartoons on there. Punky Brewster's on there. Defenders of the Earth. Uh, Cops and Crooks. The Edison Twins, which is a show I watched on the Disney Channel. It's a great app, so you can watch Cops and Crooks on there now, too, if you want. Nice. Well, I have I have both volumes of Cops and, Cops and Crooks on disc. So I have the complete run. Now, that was one that I, I had requested on a, uh, it's like a Christmas. I ended up getting the, the full set of all the, nice. the episodes. Nice. Yeah, they, they are funny. They're they're really entertaining. All right. If I remember correctly, so we're down to your number three. What is your number three? So my number three is a fun little line, and it's I'm gonna go ahead and tell you it's small. It's one of those that we would not get a full episode off of, but it's called Cosmic Cowboys, and um, it's by Camus Toys. Now, this was kind of after the Brave Star era. And uh, of course, uh, Galaxy Rangers, Silver Hawks. So it's it's kind of within that realm of them being space, basically space space cowboys. Okay, but what's Hence so the name cool? Cosmic cowboys. Cosmic cowboys. What's so cool about these though is that they they were these little six to seven inch figures, and they had removable uh, um, belts and removable chest pieces. So they had like chest armor that was their decorative uh, clothing. And then they normally had like pistols or a rifle that went with them. And then if you had other figures in the line, you could pop the boots and the gloves off and switch the boots and the gloves with other characters. Okay. So it was one of these weird ones that, that you had, you had like a, the guy that I had was called iron jaw. So he was a, um, a basically a skull bad guy cowboy. And if I wanted to down the road, if I had like Buck Meteor, I could pop Iron Jaw's boots off and stick them on Buck Meteor and trade boots off so I could create some of my own characters down the road. Trade out, you know, clothing, gloves, and boots. And it just, 
it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. And it seems like we've kind of already established this before, but the way that they did it is they introduced, you know, a really good ball joint that made it to where these things did not break off. And so they were able to pop on and off easily and they were still very sturdy. The weapons were highly detailed. The heads were actually soft rubber heads. So the the hats wouldn't come off because they were already molded on, but all the armor and the pieces that went to them were just so well made that they, they were great. It was a 1983 toy line that ran about six figures. And this day I've been trying to get an iron jaw back to put with my, um, my uh, um, brave star figures. And he's just out of, out of realm of price. And even, even some of the guys that are heavy toy buyers, some of them have just now, started getting some of these figures in and they're spending a good amount of money on them, but they're actually really cool. If you ever come across them, it sounds a little like Mantec, only not, well, not as modular. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Kind of like Mantec, but they're, they're, they're better detailed. They're, they're more entertaining than Mantec. Mantec right, was, yeah, Mantec was kind of cheaply made. Yeah. These were, were not cheaply made at all. I remember getting it. It was, um, I got my uh, thing. It was at a convenience store, but it was like one of those that it was, I spent a, a good, it was like a dollar general, but I spent a good amount of money getting it. So, okay. and he was really cool. He was really cool. Nice. And the color schemes on these things are awesome. Yeah, cool. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, that brings, that's my number three, right? Yeah, so my number three is a line that we have talked about on the show, and it's one that we, uh, we both, enjoyed quite a bit uh it's one that's got a great gimmick but again didn't last very long sky commanders mm. and you know we talked about you know part uh, one of the reasons this line didn't last very long is probably because of the fact that you'd have to string it all around your bedroom and it kind of created a, a walking hazard right uh, and you know and you know it's hard to find purchase on stuff around the house but it is a line that nobody really talks about. But when you mention it to people, again, if you explain what it is, they vaguely remember it and they think, oh, yeah, I think I may maybe have one of those. Those were kind of cool. But these things were these things were ingenious. And I just think yeah. they deserve more love than they get. And so yeah. that's, that's why I named them my number three because I love these. You know, we talked about it. We like the, the, the box art and everything <laughs> in these and the, uh, the color schemes and, and everything about them. They're just really cool. And you had a lot of variety. And we had some that were on twine, some that were on ribbon. Yep. Some that were motorized, some that weren't. It's just, you know, something for every price point. It's just a really, really cool line. I, I remember, because um, I had uh, I had one of them, and I remember playing with it all the time at the house, but Steven had, he had like three or four of them. And he, at the time when I would go over and play, he was like, I'd ask him, I was like, hey, can I play with these? He's like, sure, because he was, he was playing some video games. And I remember like finding like, some of the Kenner catalogs and like piecing the the toys together because at this point they were in pieces all around the room and I would piece them together and I would find places to attach them. And so 
I'd get a call later on because he would run into a string and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> because I'd forget to take it down. But I remember having like hitting the switches and watching these pods fly off at one another. And I would bring mine over and I'd have the, the guys cause they had the little bungee strings. So you could hook them onto the, the line and have them go, or like you could hook them onto something and then unravel their string and let them go. And they would kind of bounce up and down and, and back like it was a safety string and i just remember having so much fun with those and the designs on them were just they're really cool the some of that armor i would love to make as as cosplay nobody would know what it was though no no problem i have this image of him playing video games while you're just in the background draping stuff all over his bedroom yeah pretty much epic battles (laughs) while he's just playing playing super mario brothers or something that's hilarious uh dario dario has a good choice at number three and it's another line that we've discussed on the show it's uh, Chuck Norris Karate Commandos, and that's Karate oh, with yeah. a K and Commandos with a K. And he says, nothing screams 80s more than these. It's such a small and perfect line, and another toy line that wasn't available here, here being in, in Europe and Italy where he is. Um, again, not surprising because it was very uh, sort of America-centric. Uh, you know, Chuck Norris being a big big hit over here. I don't know how well he traveled internationally, but you know, we had a lot of fun talking about that line, and those figures were were actually pretty well done. Of course, it was by Kenner, so that yeah. that explains it. But uh, yeah, that was a, that's a line that again, you ask people about it now, and nobody really remembers it, even though everybody <laughs> apparently you know supposedly loves Chuck Norris these days. I know, right? I was just thinking about that. I was like, I was like Chuck Norris. He didn't he didn't travel internationally. Internationally came to him to ask for permission. <laughs> I mean, right, it's like, <laughs> right, right. But it's it's one of those things that you think about it back then. It was like, eh. And now it's like he's he's become so big and popular. I I will see these in the wild every once in a while, and they still crack me up when I pick them up and I'll do like the the action kicks or the the features on them. And a lot of them still work. Yeah, they a lot of them still work, and they're they that's a great toy line. The cartoon's a lot of fun too. The cartoon is a lot of fun. It was only like six episodes. It was it was as small as the toy line <laughs> itself, but yes, but it is a lot of fun, and it's it is one that uh, I I think uh, if more people knew about it, I think it would it would have a uh, 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 it would be more popular. It would have a better reputation, right? So we haven't had any right. ties yet. Is number two your 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 first tie? Number two is my first tie, and I, I know that. I, I am gonna pick one, um, but I it, there was a hard tie on this one because it's both of them are kind of near and dear to my heart. Hold okay. on. All right, Thanos. Thank you. Oh, he mined so well. Did you hear that? Oh, there he goes. <laughs> so the for a second. So the the actual toy line that I'm picking is GI Joe Sigma Six. Okay. Um, this toy line it, it doesn't get a lot of love. Not it at really all. Doesn't. Yeah, I hadn't even but, heard of it before we decided to talk about it. But it is. It's seriously so well made that at this point like Lennard Toys which does like the core they are now doing body types based off of this line and that's selling you know fairly well the the toy line itself like it's almost like it was too soon for it was ahead of its time it was way ahead of its time it was too soon for there to be such a major change like there was and Jejo's it's it's gone through a lot of changes over the years. If you think about it, it's been around for decades at this point, and it's it's gone even from being like super super posed 
action figures when Kenner took over it, going back to Hasbro and changing its style and articulation. And this is one of those times when not only did it change its, its articulation and size and style, but it also changed its format of, of how the, the line would look. And I what I like about it is I like the, the idea of them having the, the super suits that are modular where you can stick weapons to them, you you can kind of attach things to them, and I like the idea of them being more of a spy collective than just super soldiers. And there's some really great gems in this line, but it gets overlooked so quickly, and it, it deserves a lot of love, because it, it really is. The toys themselves are really, really well made. Yeah, but at a glance, you wouldn't necessarily think that it was a G.I. Joe line. If you just saw the figures, nope. that wouldn't be your nope. first your first thought. So no, I understand no, why. Yep. So you said, it was, you said it was a tie, so what is your honorable mention to go with this one? My honorable mention, so speaking of, of Lennar toys that I had mentioned with them taking the, uh, the, the basic buck of the Sigma-6 and using it for another toy line... Lennard Toys and Hasbro have been basically neck and neck with the G.I. Joes. So when they had 12-inch G.I. Joes, Lennard Toys had 12-inch G.I. Joes. When they had 6-inch um, or uh, the 3 and 3 quarter inch, Lennard Toys also had it. It was called the Core. The particular run of the Core that is my absolute favorite was one that was called the Ultra Core. And what it was is it was a grouping of 12-inch G.I. Joes that were, like, not overly, overly articulated, but higher articulated than most of the Joes had been at the time. They had these really cool futuristic suits and really cool futuristic weapons. I mean, some great, like, weapon design and, and costume design. And so there was a whole section of them that, that were based off of what terrain they were going to. Of course, with like weapon packs and stuff that you could change on because they're 12-inch dolls that you can change out their their clothing and their weapons. They're not dolls. They're action dolls. <laughs> they're action figure dolls. But they were so well made. I, I happened to um, – I had a bunch of them when I left high school going to college, and I used to keep them in my window. And – I had packed them away, and my nephew ended up getting uh, my all my 12-inch G.I. Joes for a long time. And when I was going through, I found one of them that was left over, and it was the ninja guy. And so I, I scrounged together what pieces and parts I could. And I forgot how much fun I had with this. Like the, like the weapons had like rocket launchers that would fit in on it, and they would shoot actual rockets. They had goggle pieces, grenades that would fit to their clothing. They had... Um, you know, wetsuit pieces, I mean, just backpacks, uh, strappable armor, kind of like He-Man armor, but it's like armor that would strap onto them that was like the, the movable plastic that would hold things. Like, they were just so well made. And that's my that's my tie between the two. Both of them, both of them have it to where the play value of both can, you, you can go hours with these things and, and really enjoy playing like military warfare with them so both of them are are kind of neck to neck up there all right well that's all we have time for tonight folks so we'll uh see you next week <laughs> good grief taylor come on keep it to a half an hour per toy line oh wow <laughs> man 
my uh, my number two. I'm not gonna have nearly as much to say as you did. All right, good night, every. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, my number two is is one that actually uh, showed up in uh, Dario's uh, spoilers, his honorable mentions. But I went ahead and put it on my list because I just love it, and it's another one that we've discussed on the show. Uh, it is, and it's got, I think, an even better gimmick than Bar- than uh, Sky Commanders. It's uh, Food Fighters. And, you know, we oh, talked yeah. about the fact that I was a fat kid, so it's, a, it's amazing that I didn't collect these as a kid. But, man, these things are fun. We had a lot of fun talking about that. And I love, I love the, the way that they worked the, uh, the gimmick of, of the line into the vehicles even. Because, you know, we had an egg carton yeah. that served as like a tank. Or, or a, uh, I think it was a tank, yeah. And we had, it was uh, a tank. A spatula that worked as like a, a helicopter blade and everything like that. So it's a lot of fun. And it's one, again, it's another one that you mention it to people and they remember it fondly. And and it's you're starting to see more of them pop up here and there, which is weird. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's only number two. It's it's number two on my list because it's, uh, uh, or it is number two, but because I still think it should be even, even better known because it was a, a fairly large line. Uh, you know, it didn't run for years and years and years, but I think there were at least two waves, and it's one that really should, I feel like, get a lot more love than it does because it's it's just a lot of fun and it, it's just hilarious. The I the think. one the, the one disappointment I had with that line is we never got the refrigerator. Yeah, I know. Oh, that 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 maybe, kills maybe me there. Start, maybe because... we should start a Kickstarter with the original company to see if we can get it. Made. <laughs> maybe so. That would be. And, 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 and Dario, uh, Dario disagrees with me a little bit. Uh, I'm going to read his honorable mention on this one right now since I'm talking about it. He says, honorable mentions, a.k.a. toys that were underrated but are not anymore. Mm. He's, he's number one is Food Fighters. He says, I love them, and luckily enough, I was able to get them all when they weren't as popular as they are as they're becoming now. These are getting rarer and harder to find. So in Dario's opinion, they're not as underrated as they used to be, uh, which you know, mm. I, it makes sense because I just said you know you see them more and more often these days. So right. I, I don't know what that's about, but I still think that uh, they're underrated enough because they uh, they should be a household name. Every 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 household in America should have these. Okay. So uh, Dario's number two is a line that we haven't discussed yet, but it's one we've been kind of dancing around, so we'll have to discuss it soon. And it's one that, again, cracks me up. Hang on. You heard that, right? Yeah. Good grief. You're hearing this, right? Yeah. <laughs> so his number two is the Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa. <laughs> and he says, he says, come on. Everything about these toys is perfect. The names, the molds, the card art. I could write pages and pages on these. And I kind of want him to now. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any experience with the Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa? I have one. I, okay. I have one. I, I picked one up at a secondhand store and was just those, I've never had them, up. but yeah, those things are great. They're hilarious. And the concept behind it, I believe, it, and I think there was a cartoon to go with it, and it is mm-hmm. one that uh, really I, I feel like uh, should be a lot better known because it's just such a weird concept and such a weird line, but it was so well executed that uh, mm. I, I, I feel like it deserves a lot more love than it gets. Yeah. That's a good so, line. It's yeah, a fun that's, line. That's a, and Dario's, Dario's list is great, I, I have to say. Um, <laughs> it's really great. So we're down to your number one. So what is your uh, number one top underrated toy line of all time? My my number one, and it, it's going to be a shock to a lot of you. It, it is not Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. 
even though I will I will defend it and speak loads of it, it's it's not a highly underrated toy line. My highly underrated toy line, my number one, and it's it's one that I had a few that I, I thought they were great, but you don't hear about them very often. It's Exo Squad. Okay, now we we've discussed that, right? No, we have not. I, for some reason, I thought that we had. I think we were going to at one point, but we didn't yet. We, we haven't yet. We we were going to the the cartoon is if you've never seen the cartoon, the cartoon is well worth it. It's it's hardcore science fiction, a children's cartoon. Um, it's it's a little adult for for children's cartoon. The toys themselves are actually kind of a little adult for kids' toys because of the way that the articulation is set up. They're these tiny figures that are superposable, and yet you fit them into these exosuits, and the exosuits move with them. Like they are just so well designed. They are they nice. are they are incredibly cool. And I I ended up uh, and I can't remember the the guy's name, um, but I have one of the main exosuits and with the guy. Of course, he's painted them and cleaning them up and trying to to get it back into shape. Um, but even with half the pieces missing off of it, I'm still amazed at how well this thing is made. Like it's, it's so incredibly built and it's, it's just something that I don't think a lot of people really know. And if they heard of it, they never really had it. And these are, they're, they're hard to pass up because they are, they're very cool. They're very cool. I need to do some more research on that one because that's, yeah, that's you, you speak a lot about that one so much that I, I feel like I should know more about it. Yeah. Well, uh, my number one is a toy line that we just discussed, and uh, we had a lot of fun with it, and it, it really just sort of rekindled my love for this line. And it's and, and the reason I have it number one on my list is because I didn't recognize the name when you told me about it, and then I realized that I had one of them and remembered how much I loved it. And that is Steel Monsters by yeah. Tonka. <laughs> how great is that toy line? These, these toys should be household names because not only were they great toys, but they're so durable because they're made by Tonka. So they're built to last. Yep. But they could also yeah, injure they... you if you're not careful. Right. No, they, I think, that... And this is a toy line I think is ripe for a reboot. Yeah, it really is. Especially with, with everything that's going on with uh, the Mad Max series. And yeah. They're, they're trying to get their next sequel set up. And, and if you haven't like... heard the show yet or, or you don't remember it, this this was basically it was basically a Mad Max ripoff. It was a Road Warrior ripoff. And we talked about it on the show, and uh, the the show the the toys were plastic and metal, and they were heavy. The figures were three and three quarter inch figures, with really decent sculpts and, and paint jobs and everything. And it was very easy to tell the good guys and the bad guys. The one knock I will give the line is that the colors were a little homogenous, but I didn't mind it because it was all they were all uh, you know part of the same piece. So you had, right. they were just easily identifiable as the good guys or the bad guys. Um, the other thing that I didn't like about it was that there were no flying machines. But uh, I think that's only because we didn't get a third wave. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that if they if they had gone a little bit longer, we would have gotten one. Yeah, but I mean, seriously, how great it's, was that yeah. toy line? That was a great toy line. Yeah, I loved that and toy And well line. made and just a, a lot of fun, like... I remember going over those with you, and it's like, yeah, that's that's a good number one choice. Thank you. I thought so. And again, you know, going back, you know, it is the most underrated. Yeah, I, I feel like of all the toy lines that I've discussed. So I 
you know, and it's one of those, I'm going to agree with you on that because at, at the time, like I had never even heard of it until, um, until I, I started doing the research cause I saw one posting for it, but yeah, I'd never even heard of it and hadn't heard anyone else speak of it either. So yeah, it's, it's definitely underrated just because it's never mentioned. Right. Not at all. Not at all. So yeah. that, I think that is sort of the epitome of underrated. So, uh, Dario's number one is another toy line that we talked about talking about on the show, and I think we're we're going to have to now. Uh, and I think the fact that I'm not familiar with it at all uh, stakes its claim as a a reasonable number one. It's Knights of the Zodiac. Mm. And he says I put this on number one just because it is this is a U.S. based podcast. This is an extremely popular brand almost everywhere in the world, apart from the U.S. In many countries, Japan, Europe, and South America, it's as popular as brands such as Masters of the Universe and way more popular than G.I. Joe's, but it's not in the USA. The vintage toys are amazing and the new ones are too, so apparently this is still in production. So I just want to comment on the fact that this guy who lives in Europe knows what is and isn't popular in the U.S., and I couldn't tell you what is or isn't popular in Europe. So it just speaks to, to Dario's uh, you know, international knowledge. So that's, that's impressive. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not familiar with this line. Are you familiar with it at all? I'm, I'm not. Now, I'm, I'm kind of looking it up here, and I see that there's some that are, are made. Now, it seems to me that there was a run of, of toys that, that were very similar. Let's see. 1990. That uh, came out in the 90s that I had a few of that I really liked. But I think the ones I had were called Shogun. Um, but yeah, no, these are cool. They really are. I like, I've looked at them before. They're really cool. So we're, yeah, we're going to put these on the list. Yeah, they've got that super bright armor. It's very like mythical and fun. Yeah, these are great. I can't believe something like that would not have picked up over here unless other toy companies were not willing to pick it up and carry it over. I, uh, yeah, that's I know. just a shame. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, they're very cool. So that's a great, a great list. And uh, okay, so what about your? Did you have any other honorable mentions? Oh yeah, let me get it here. Well, while so you my... that, uh, Dario had one other honorable mention, and his was Starcom. And he said every list mm. of this kind has Starcom in it, but they're hotter than ever today. Nothing sells faster than Starcom in the secondary market right now. As soon as I put one in my store, it's gone. So. This is sort of he again. He's saying it's not as underrated as it used to be, but it's, uh, but uh, it, it used to be. So he he wanted to mention it. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Um, my honorable mentions one was Hot Wheels Attack Pack. Okay. Um, they were there. We'll talk about them at one point. They're they're a lot of fun, and you. There was a time when they came out that Hot Wheels was trying anything new, to. To get you know just the kids in, and so they created these really monstrous kind of vehicles, and they're a lot of fun. But it's it's not one of those I think are deserve you know too much love. It's just kind of a, a nice mention. Um, another one was called Video Command. That sounds and, familiar. I think I've heard of that one before. Yeah, I I actually was. Uh, I think I'd sent you some some data to do some or some research material on it. And what it was is a few years back when Tron legacy had come out, um, everyone was making a big deal about the Tron figures that talked and it had like a screen on it and the characters would talk and give lines. Um, video command was one of the, the first toys to kind of do that as an action figure where 
every action figure wore a helmet and then they had a face printed on like a liquid crystal display. And so as the character would talk, it had eyes and a mouth that would move and they would give their lines and they would come with like one or two weapons and they were kind of highly postable and they were about a, a, about a six to seven inch action figure. And I've, I've actually got one of the bad guys up on my shelf. But it, it's one of those that I, I feel it's, it's a nice mention, but it didn't deserve to be on the list. It's not that high a playability. Right. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Is, is that it? Yeah, that was it. How? I, I, I put like, the others away. I had to. Showing some restraint. I had to dwindle this list down. There, Some of the things that I went with is I also looked and I said, even though I think that people should know more about it. It's just something I can find in an eBay search, and it's like I would try it if I found something in an eBay search. It'd be like, okay, it's not obviously not that obscure. Not that obscure, right? That yeah. So, I, right. I kind of did some of that to, to dwindle my list down because I had originally it was like fifty-two. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> I can't even tell if you're joking, but I'm assuming that you're not. <laughs> kind oh, of. Oh boy. This, folks, this is like that time when we talked about our most memorable Christmas and Taylor had seven. <laughs> and I, we were just talking about one and Taylor had seven. <laughs> I got bored listening back to it while I was editing. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So good list, Taylor. Great list, Dario. Okay list, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> but folks, we would love to hear your your top five underrated toys. So let us know what, what do you think makes a toy line underrated and and what is your top five or even just your favorite toy line head to the facebook page and and let us know what you think and again dario thank you so much for your support and we hope you enjoyed the show and thank you again for your list it was a great list you gave us some great ideas for future episodes Uh, Mm -hmm. so that uh, is always welcome so uh until next time for talking toys with taylor and jeff i'm taylor i'm jeff and remember they're not dolls they're action figures Unless they're they're actually action figure dolls where you can take the clothes off and trade them out, give them different weapons. You're messing up our tagline. I know, I know, I'm sorry. Are you though? Good night, folks. Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.